Hello, how you doing? We're back. Belief builds bridges. And today we're going to talk about Galatians 5.22. And it's the fruits of the Spirit. And I remember coming up, hearing about fruits of the Spirit. I never really thought it was important. I thought talking about or learning about other topics was a lot more significant than fruits of the Spirit. But with the maturity and spending time with God, I started to see how imperative it is to have fruits of the Spirit. Because nowadays you got everyone and their mother claiming to be a Christian or some form of Christianity. And what it really means to be a Christian is to be a follower of Christ, to be Christ-like. But you're not really seeing that evidence. The Christ was a follower or listened or wanted to stay in the obedience of God the Father. He was interested in pleasing God the Father, whatever it took. I mean, it took his life at one point because he came as a ransom, as a sacrifice, as the mediator between man and God. With him shedding his blood for the atonement of sins, for to make it possible for man to have a personal relationship with God, it cost his life. And it was his obedience to the Father John 3.16, God so loved the world that he sent his begotten son. So whoever believes in him shall be saved. But it, it's hard to see the difference between nowadays Christians and being a real follower of Christ. It's not about the rules and the regulation. It's not about the law. Or religion because that's the misconception of so many people who claim to be Christians. The royal law was love your neighbor as you love yourself and most importantly love your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. So we know out of those two royal laws what's most importantly is love. That is one of the most important attributes of what was said or what was mentioned in the royal law. When you break it down to the nitty gritty, God is love. So there is a very big, important or emphasis on love. Now, with so many people saying they're Christians, in our society today, it's like it's loveless. No compassion 
for nothing. It's just mine or whatever you can attain for yourself. There's really no love for God and no love for your neighbor. Now, people would say, really, who is your neighbor? It's more than the person next door. It, it's mankind of the human species. That would be the extent of loving your neighbor. But when I originally started, I was talking about Galatians 5, which is the fruit of the Spirit. But even before we go back to the fruit of the Spirit, in the time of Jesus, when he walked about, even he recognized that even the, 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 the rabbis, the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, they knew the extent of the Bible, the law. They, they knew what to do, but it was like they were not doing it. They, it it's like they missed it. So there was one time when Jesus said that it's not going to be, the, you know, the, the religious clothes that you wear where people will be able to recognize you. It won't be that how you can quote the scripture in, in great detail. It, it wasn't how well you kept the Sabbath. It was going to be that people will be able to identify you through the love of Christ, the love in you. People notice the love. That's how they would recognize you. So that led me to say that to be known as a believer, to be known as a Christian, it's because of your fruit. I mean, it's not hard for me to, to, to tell an apple tree because I know what an apple looks like. The, the same thing with an orange tree. I can definitely distinguish the difference between an apple and an orange. I can distinguish, you know, a coconut tree from a banana tree. But it comes down to those are fruits. And you identify the tree by its fruit. So to put it in a language, Christ was saying that people should be able to identify a Christian, a new covenant believer, by his fruits. Not by you just mentioning, oh, I'm a Christian, or I go to church, or, um, you know, whatever certain people are used as the, the terminology of being a Christian. So it's more than you just saying it. Because anyone can blow smoke and say they're anybody or anything. But the real determination is through your fruits. Let me read Galatians 5.22. But the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. Now, if you have those 
characteristics and it demonstrated at the place where you work, the school you might attend, the community that you live in, maybe even the church you attend. If those characteristics are demonstrated in your everyday life, it, it makes what we know a difference. Because the difference between a believer and a non-believer is that they live their life how they live it. They believe in who and what they believe in. But as far as the believer, new covenant, you believe in Christ and the finished works at Calvary. And if you really believe that, then you look at life differently. You're not going to have anxiety like someone else. You're not going to be depressed. You're not going to be a person that's bitter or, or a person with unforgiveness or just a person who you don't even want to be around. Have you ever, like, noticed those people like, ugh? And, you know, God, pardon, forgive me because you don't really want to be like that. But being around them just is just a certain stigma. It just makes you feel a certain way, uncomfortable, like coming out of your skin. But how about that person that you go around and just, just always happy, no matter what? Like right now, coronavirus is going on, so it's a lot of social distancing and uh, quarantine, but... Like right now, if you've seen someone walking around underneath their mask and you pull up their mask and you see them smiling, you see them walking around, they're whistling, they're still happy, even though there's, there's lines in the, the, the Kroger or the public or wherever you go pick up your produce, that person is still happy, that person is still peaceful, that person is still like gentle, like I'm walking around, I'm seeing people and they're looking at people like, oh, you're just too close to me, back up. And the person's really like eight feet away. I mean, are you serious? But because of the, the panic and, and, and the anxiety and the fear that's going on now, people are just a little bit more on edge than normal. But what happens when you see that person that's just so happy-go-lucky? They have joy. They have peace. They're just gentle, goodness. Like, oh, okay, I, I understand it, it. it's corona and social distance, but I'm still going to be happy. What I learned is that, and it's scripture, that the joy of the Lord is your strength that you can have peace beyond the, the normal understanding. What am I really trying to say here is that if you believe in Christ, you believe in God, you are spirit filled, you look at life through a different lens. 
in every situation, you're going to always see the bright side. There's always going to be a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. There's always going to be light at the end of the, the tunnel. You're always going to see the goodness in life. Even though what the circumstance or situation might present itself. I mean, there's a lot of people who passed away in this last month or two going through this COVID-19. But we have to look at every side of it with love and peace. And I know you're probably thinking that maybe I'm not affected or I don't know anyone that passed away or this is beyond my capacity of thinking, but that's not the case. I'm going on, it's beyond believing, it, it, it's faith. Faith is believing what God says, so I'm believing what God says. Belief is going on, on, on a knowledge or experience of something that you had, but that can change. Um, I went somewhere and I, and, and I sat in a chair. And because of my experience and my knowing, I don't inspect a chair when I sit in it. I just sit down in it. I don't expect the chair to fall or, or to break or anything of that nature because that's how I believe from my knowing and my experience. But chairs break. People end up falling in a chair because I guess their weight or whatever it was broke the chair. So some things you believe in can change. But having faith in God and his word is a totally different animal because God's word, it, it never changed. It's written in stone. That's what it is. But because of sometimes present circumstances and situations, you look at the circumstance or the situation instead of honoring and having faith in God and his word because it doesn't change. It doesn't expire. It might not work when we want it to work, but it works when God wants to work and he knows better than we do. He has a better understanding than we do in anything because when you look at it, he's the creator of the universe. We're his creation. So there is a difference in our comprehensions of thought and what we can do, but that's where faith comes in. Now to wrap it all up, so it doesn't sound like I'm just talking. If you have fruits of the spirit, being spirit filled, being a new covenant believer, people are going to see the difference in who you are. They're going to recognize that you're not that bitter person, that you're a forgiving person, you're an understanding person, you're a person of compassion, you, you care about your neighbor, you, you care about 
people outside of yourself. And in the society we live in now, if you demonstrate that on an everyday basis, people are going to ask you, what is the difference with you or why are you like that? Are, are, are you on drugs or what is it? But when you really believe in God, when you go outside of your circumstance, situation, or your understanding, and you're just holding on to his word, then you look at life differently. Chris, what are you saying? I'm saying in no matter what happens, God is in control. Not saying that he makes things happen, but it's because of our action that makes a reaction of things to happen. And because he's God and all his sovereignty, he gives us a free choice. But you want to be someone that's walking in joy and peace. You, you want to demonstrate Christ and his love for mankind. I mean, his love was so much that, again, he sacrificed his life. And, and when you have understanding that he loves us so much that he sacrificed his life, that we can have a better life, then when you look at the life that now present to you, you've got to understand that he's there for you. He's never going to leave you. He's never going to forsake you. And if you believe in him, he answers your prayers. He, he he works with you. You're in a situation where you're happy all the time. And I know you think that you can't be happy all the time, but yes, you can. If God is in the equation. If you're believing him. If you're reading his word and. Because reading his word gives you a different look on how things really are. Because. An example now, this, this COVID-19, people are dying. And if you don't know where you're going to spend your eternity, I got to believe you're going to have a fear of dying. Or just a fear of dying, period. But the believer, the new covenant believer, that understands that he's saved, he has salvation through his confession of faith, that if he does die, the Bible tells you, absent from the body, you're present with the Lord. You're in heaven. You're in an awesome place. Am I saying that everyone should die and go to heaven right now? No, I'm not saying that. When I'm saying that, that the fear of death, when you know where you you're going to spend your ter eternity makes you look at death through a different scope. Again, my condolences for those that didn't make it through this, this epidemic that took over the land. But those that were saved, that had the promise to eternal life, they're in a better place right now. And all of this to say that if you don't know where you're going to spend 
the rest of your eternity, this would be a perfect time to think about how is it that I get to heaven? And if you go to Romans, through Romans 9, verse 10, it tells you that through the confession of faith and believing in your heart, you're saved. That's, that's the qualifications for you to have eternal life. Is a confession with a belief. And this would be the, the perfect opportunity for you to say, God, I accept you into my life. I am a sinner. I'm looking for a savior. I believe wholeheartedly you died and you rose on the third day and you now sit on the right hand side of the father. Now, with that confession and that belief, there's a party in heaven right now with your name on it. But most importantly, you have the promise to eternal life. Belief builds bridges. I'll talk to you guys soon. If you like what you heard or you believe what you heard, share. Sharing is caring. But until next time, Shalom.